Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and I have a couple of guests on today that I think you're really going to be intrigued uh, by what they have to say. This is something that I promised a while back um, in a show that I did on what I'm going to be talking about in the near future on Vitality Radio. The topic is methylene blue. Is it a drug? Is it a supplement? Is it a dye for your blue jeans? What the heck is it? How does it work? Why are people interested in it? And what has it done for me personally? We'll talk about that. Uh, Methylene blue is fascinating stuff. I'm super intrigued. I'll be learning right along with you as I know a little bit about it, but not nearly as much as I'd like to. I've done uh, a, a little bit of research. I talk a little bit about that during the interview, but uh, I'm learning right along with you on this one. But I think if you are concerned about your brain, brain fog, maybe it's post-COVID or something like that, uh, ADD, ADHD, general cognitive decline, uh, concerned about the potential for you know dementia and things like that moving forward, or just the ability to kind of focus in and get things done, you should be very interested in what we talk about today. Also, if you feel fatigued all the time, or if you're dealing with any kind of chronic energy deficiency, things like Epstein-Barr or chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, general lethargy, where you just don't feel like you've got much pep in your step, all of that can have to do with the mitochondria and dysfunction at that level. Methylene blue is a potential answer for that. So I've got two fantastic guests I can't wait to introduce to you today on Vitality Radio. If you have any questions about anything you hear, call us 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Jump on vitalitynutrition.com. You can chat with us there, or you can just check out the things that we have available for you on the website. And of course, if you're anywhere near Bountiful, Utah, we'd love to have you stop in to our brick-and-mortar store. It's been there for 46 years, Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. Okay, without further ado, here's the interview. Okay, so I've got two fantastic guests for you today. I've got uh, Dan Schmidt, who's the Chief Technology Officer for Best 365 Labs. Uh, Dan, I want to go ahead and let you introduce yourself a little bit, how you got involved with uh, Best 365, and then we'll uh, introduce our next guest, Dr. Warren. Yes, uh, glad to be with you this morning. Um, I'm co-founder and Chief Technology Officer of Best 365 Labs, along with my uh, co-founder and CEO, Darren Lopez. Um, we've been working in the um, supplemental space for a long time and uh, have known Dr. Warren for uh, quite some time and uh, been in the medical space for uh, supplements and also for health and wellness and really making things that are really efficacious and and really good for us and educating people on the path uh, as far as better health, vitality, and longevity. 
Fantastic. And uh, Dr. Stephen Warren, who uh, is an MD and a PhD, this guy I've known for a while because uh, I met him when he started shopping at Vitality Nutrition. Right. Uh, my, my shop here in Bountiful. Dr. Warren, welcome to Vitality Radio. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, appreciate it. I, um, you know, I grew up a little bit in Utah and ended up um, going to University of Utah, getting a degree in chemistry and also a degree in public health at the time, and then ended up in, back in Washington, D.C., uh, following people out that direction and ended up getting into medical school. But on the way of getting into medical school, I got into a doctoral program in public administration. So for a couple of years, I did all the coursework for a Ph.D. in hospital administration, health care policy. I worked for the federal government, but at the same time, went to medical school at George Washington and graduated uh, there and came back to Utah to do a residency in family medicine. And then I took a year off family medicine to do a preventive medicine residency, but finished my Ph.D. dissertation, then went back and finished another year of family practice residency. And and I thought my life was going to be great, you know, teaching at University of Utah and working in a migrant health clinic because the government paid my way through medical school with what was called the Health Service, National Service Corps. And but uh, I think Senator Hatch, bless his heart, had other plans for me and called me up and said, you're the only guy coming out of residency in Utah with a National Service Corps scholarship, you're going to go to this little rural town in Utah. So for about nine years, I served down in San Juan County, where I ended up most of those years being the only physician down that direction. I delivered the babies, did general surgeries. I was the medical examiner. I was the high school, you know, high school doctor. I was the rodeo doctor. I was the jail doctor. I was the Lake Powell drag out the body doctor. There wasn't anything. And then the veterinarian, because there's no veterinarians in the area. So I delivered cows and horses and sewed up animals. So I had a great experience, but the biggest thing I learned from that was I had to listen to people. I'd send them off to specialists. They'd come back with no answers, and they'd be your neighbors saying, what can I do to help you? What can you do for me now? So I had to open up my mind instead of just reading what I had in my textbooks and what I learned in my residency. I had to search for other answers because I realized these people didn't have anywhere else to go, and they were relying on me to find something to help them with their health problems, which you know benefited me a lot. After being never seeing my house for nine years, I ended up back in Salt Lake and worked for IHC for a year and realized that there was, I didn't like that particular type of corporate medicine. So I ended up getting into nursing homes. So for 20-something years, I ran 14 nursing homes, hospice groups, home health, rehab centers, and also at the same time got into some aesthetic medicine and also into looking at things, some nutraceuticals that helped. I was Dr. Chocolate for years, talking about the benefits of dark chocolate, and I did all that. They got into aesthetics and um, did that with Dan for a bit and decided nursing home was tired of pushing pills on people, seeing people die on hospice on 23 pills. And when I'd stop their medications, guess what? They'd get better to walk out of the hospice house. So I realized that medications were causing more harm than good. So I decided I was going to help people with addiction medicine. And then I got into that world and realized that people didn't want to stop their pain pills because it wasn't, you know, for them. And I said, I'm going back to my roots, which is wellness, getting people feeling better, getting to the root cause, optimizing their health. So I started a clinic in Bountiful uh, for a couple of years, and as you know, I didn't see very many people from Bountiful during those years because they're stubborn in what they do, and people from Salt Lake <laughs> being Bountiful's in the other end of the world, and so all my clients and patients and friends from Salt Lake thought Bountiful was past, it was in Idaho or somehow, and so I finally moved to the Cottonwood Heights area, or not Cottonwood Heights, basically the old Cottonwood Mall area, Mill Creek, three or four years ago, and it's been very successful in dealing in health optimization. We started out with stem cells. For patients for necks, backs, and joints uh, with platelet-rich plasma, optimizing testosterone and female hormones, uh, doing a lot of car wrecks. And along the way, 
helped a lot of people during the COVID period of time, you know, doing different techniques. I mean, I have to admit, I probably, you know, I had great success with ivermectin, a lot of other things, and help patients who are in that mindset to try to get through the COVID without having to rely on vaccines or medications or, and, and then afterwards dealing with all the post-COVID. And so that's where mm-hmm. we're going to get around today is talking about how I went from help trying to help people with that brain fog. I mean, young guys in their 30s and women and older people coming in struggling with brain fog and not feeling well and just having a lot of problems and realizing, man, I've got to find some simple answer to help them. That's where we're going to talk about today is how I got to that point. So basically a long route to get to where I'm at, but I'm happy now trying to deal and optimizing people's health, making their health span longer or better. I don't care how long you live, as long as you live healthy that last day. And that's my goal. All right. I love it. And it is interesting because when you first started out, I know some of my listeners were saying, wait, he's got a guy that used to work for the government on here. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we have to, I, I do occasionally say some things that might be a little disparaging about our government and, I and uh, so do I. <laughs> the way they do health care. <laughs> so. I'll tell you one quick thing. It'll make your listeners feel better. And this is true to this day. I did work for the health administration. And as a student, doctoral student, I was in charge of a committee that was looking at that time how many CT scanners there had to be in an area, man, a health shortage area. So they studied okay. for a year. I was sort of the coordinator. We had PhD scientists come in. We had researchers. Spent a whole year going throughout the nation determining how many CT scanners there had to be in these health shortage areas at the time. Well, at the end, after a year, we had a big meeting. We got together and I said, okay, what's the answer going to be? went around, nobody could figure out an answer. So they said this, well, let's put two down. We'll put it in the Federal Register as two. And if anybody complains about it, we'll change it. If nobody complains, we'll leave it at two. And so they put it in the register. Then I started doing follow-up and everybody in the country said, oh, it has to be two, it has to be two. And I'm laughing saying, just what? We made up that number. We just want to see if you guys would complain. We're awake. And so that's still applicable to this day and age when the FDA says, oh, you can't have peptides or you can't have this. They just want people to complain about it so they can get some other routes because they just make up things. And then it's for us to, you know, fight back a little bit. Uh, it doesn't sound like a government thing at all to me. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll I get think... on the good subject. Sorry. No, I love that you have that history, though, because you you have a better uh, perspective, I think, of, you know, kind of how the that side of things works. Correct. And uh, you mentioned you don't love corporate medicine. I talk a little bit about that on Vitality Radio as well. Uh, the whole one size fits all approach to medicine, I think, is a, a real big uh, problem as well. It so is. I love that you were in that world and have uh, found your way into a world that uh, sounds like a whole lot more root cause oriented than symptom Correct. down oriented. So fantastic. Okay, so then. I, uh, you know, at the top of the show, before I introduced you, uh, I, I talked about an episode I did, uh, boy, I'm going to say maybe two or three months ago now where I talked about things that were up and coming on Vitality Radio, some things that I was digging in and doing some research on. And one of those things was this thing called methylene blue, which is either a drug or a nutraceutical or a dye or a variety of different things. And it's out there in the public consciousness to some degree, but I think there's a lot more confusion than there is clarity on it in terms of what people think they know about it. Um, And then also, of course, some questions about safety, some questions about potency, a lot of other stuff. 
And I feel like you guys, uh, having known you, Dr. Warren, for a long time and having a nice conversation with Dan just a couple of weeks ago, it appears to me that you've got a lot of the answers that my listeners are probably looking for when it comes to methylene blue. So um, let's start off with the history. For people that don't know anything about methylene blue, where did this stuff come from? Uh, How long has it been around? Let's talk about that first. Well, you know, it's been around since before World War one. I mean, back in the 1860s, 1870s, it was actually a dye, an industrial dye. So to make a long story short, it's the dye that makes your blue jeans blue. And a lot of things, they use it as a dye. And then they started getting some applications during World War I for soldiers because they found that it did several things. One, it stopped malaria. Two, it helped stop bladder infections and prostate infections. And three, it gave it more energy. So they started using it during World War I for a lot of different reasons. Well, the tr- interesting thing was that the soldiers didn't like peeing blue because that's the one side effect is you pee blue. But, but the, all the, you know, the officers liked it because they knew if the people were taking their medication or not. So they went back to the drawing board and did different purifications of methylene blue. Well, the final rendition of methylene blue is what we call today is hydroxychloroquine that all of us know, have heard about, we used it, you know, people talked about it during the COVID period of time. We use it for malaria, we use it for rheumatoid arthritis, we use it for a lot of different uh, processes, but basically hydroxychloroquine's mother is methylene blue. So that's where it really came from, it's an industrial dye, then they used it as a, a bacterial cleaner and a parasite cleaner in aquariums. So a lot of the aquariums you use methylene blue to, to use it and uh, to clean it and to purify it, and then, um, and after that, it's just started becoming used a little bit in medicine for several reasons. One is a dye to use during surgery. If you punched a hole in the intestine, you gave people the methylene blue because when it hits oxygen, it turns blue and they could see where it was leaking. We also used it for people with carbon monoxide poisoning to reverse the damage from that. And also they used it, and we're going to talk about it further in my viewpoint, they used it with people in the ICU with traumatic brain injuries because it increased the oxygenation of the brain. So it's come a long way from being a pill used for bladder infections and um, till what we're using it as for now, it's just sort of, again, lost favor because there's bigger and better things they think out there when the really the root thing is the, the beginning product's the best. All right. So that's some really interesting information. And for those uh, listening to the show, I want to make it very clear that I am being educated right along with you. I know a little bit about methylene blue, uh, enough that I've been willing to try it myself and uh, and experiment with it, which I'll talk about in just a minute. But I didn't know it was related to hydroxychloroquine. That's that's news to me. I'd never heard that before. Right. Uh, Or if I did, it went off somewhere uh, in my brain. But that's very interesting. But, you know, on Vitality Radio, a lot of times I talk about uh, the artificial things and the synthetics and things that we want to avoid uh, in our lives right now. We have so many chemicals that we're swimming around in uh, here in America in particular, that, uh, and I believe that a lot of this chemical toxicity is, is at the root of many issues that people deal with. I specifically talk about food dyes, uh, you know, red number 40, yellow number six and five and that sort of thing. So for people that are concerned about something that makes your pee turn blue, uh, let's talk about it as a dye and why we feel it's safe uh, for humans, even though it is a dye. Yeah, I mean, my answer on that is it was a dye because, you know, dyes tend to be as the lights from the sky hit things and reverse it and change it. 
So the nice thing you have to remember right now, this is not a, really a synthetic dye. It is sort of, but not really. It's more based on some of the minerals in it. And so it's a substance that's been used now for over 130 years with minimal, minimal of any side effects except turning urine blue. But we know that blue urine is purifying the bladder and the prostate or in women, the bladder and everything. So it's really not a dye that's getting into our blood system. And if it is, we do put IV. I mean, how many times can you say you can put an IV dye into your body and get benefits because it's rebuilding the red blood cells so it carries more oxygen. So even though it sounds harmful and we talk about synthetic dyes, this is sort of the other end of the spectrum and being basically a healthy product. It just happens to be when oxygen hits it, it turns blue. All right. So then do we have any issues with it dying the inside of our bodies if we use it on a regular basis? No, you know, it, it doesn't. It just changes immediately. I can, you know, if I use the right methylene blue on the skin, which we have a product for, it, it turns blue for a second, and then it goes right into being clearless and no color at all. So even in the body, when we're using it as a dye, it goes away quickly after that. So it's not going to cause any harm inside of your bat, you know, your body at all. So if I was to open you up today, you probably wouldn't have any problems. And then as you remember, they used to do this in the kids used to put it all the time in their friends' drinks. Remember at parties, they'd put a little methylene blue and in the punch bowl. And blue, the punch bowl. <laughs> so we know it's been used for a lot of different things. But it has such great health benefits that there's very little side effects to doing that, or any side effects. And so with methylene blue, um, let's talk a little bit about, um, we, we've talked about some of the uses of the past. You alluded to something that I'm sure people are very interested in. Uh, and Dan, I actually want to bring you in and make sure that your voice gets heard here too. Uh, what are some of the things that you're focusing on at uh, Best 365 in terms of areas of uh, benefit for methylene blue? Well, we talk about longevity and health. And uh, one of the things that we're looking at, and we just were at a conference uh, as Dr. Warren was there uh, as well with A4M, and they were talking about mitochondrial health. And when we have mitochondrial dysfunction, we actually, that's at every cellular level, we have inflammation in those cells. It actually causes you know, our bodies to, to go astray in so many different ways and so many different factors. So really in helping with mitochondrial function or dysfunction, we actually have really good health. And that happens from immune systems to ATP production uh, to, you know, our, our neural brain as we're looking at it as far as uh, transmission. Um, so what we're really doing is, as Dr. Warren is talking about, we're providing oxygen to cells at a cellular level. So we're getting cellular respiration. When we get oxygen to cells, they're able to do their wonderful, amazing things that they're designed to do. So nothing more miraculous than really being able to give oxygen that we're usually oxygen deprived to those cells to function properly. Well, that's an interesting thing because if it's primarily working at the cellular level as an, as an oxygenator, and therefore increasing mitochondrial function and improving mitochondrial function, that would indicate to me that the range of potential benefits is quite large because that plays a role in so many different things that we you know, get to do every day. Everything from our memory and focus and clarity as far as mental things all the way to physical energy. And at Vitality Nutrition, one of the things that well, okay, let me start over. The thing that I hear the most from people is I'm tired and my brain doesn't work like it used to. I mean, those are kind of the two biggies. Um, I've had Dr. Dale Bredesen on the show a few times talking about prevention of cognitive decline and Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, you know, Parkinson's, ALS, these types of things. 
And those have been some of my very most popular shows because it's one of the biggest concerns, I think, for people nowadays is how's my mind going to be in my, uh, you know, how is it now, but how's it going to be in my later years as well? So then with the mitochondrial uh, dysfunction issues that we're dealing with, and we probably don't have enough time on this episode to talk about why we have so many issues with mitochondrial function, but we, you, you know, you talked about cellular respiration, you talked about oxygenation of the cells and mitochondrial function. There are a lot of chronic disorders that people deal with that uh, have to do with the neurological system specific to mitochondrial dysfunction. Can we talk about those for a minute? You know, that's really important because that's where we get to it. The interesting thing with methylene blue, as Dan pointed out, you know, it sort of helps bring some oxygen there. But the trouble is, the interesting part is methylene blue actually can donate and accept electrons. So it's an antioxidant. It's a redox agent. So not only is it adding oxygen, it's also taking away all the toxins in the mitochondria. So that's the beauty of methylene blue is that it has two or three different functions inside that mitochondria and trying to improve the health. So when we're using it for, like you say, for brain fog, it's going in there and clearing up the damage that's already been done, but also repairing it at the same time. So it's not very many molecules that can do dual action of getting rid of the toxins, getting rid of the damage that's already done in the mitochondria, at the same time trying to heal it up. And that's why if you ever done the experiment in school where you had methylene blue and you add one it reagent to it, it turns clearless, it's just colorless. Then you add another agent, it turns bright blue again because it's accepting electrons and and um, and donating them. And so it makes it an interesting molecule in our brain because not only it's getting rid of that damage, it's also healing at the same time. And that's why we're seeing these cognitive enhancement properties with methylene blue because it really can help improve attention. It can help improve your cognitive function. I started using it IV form in the ICU years ago for traumatic brain injuries, and I totally forgot about that. And then when COVID came by, or whether it's post-COVID, post-Epstein-Barr, or whatever causing the brain fog, I said, hey, let me try some methylene blue. Luckily, I had a source for it. Started using methylene blue IV with some vitamins. And man, people's minds started clearing up. And I said, wow, that there's something to this. And I'd forgotten my lessons from years and years ago. But the methylene blue was clearing up that brain fog, helping them think better. They could focus on things. And that's why we started developing some other products based on that and improving the mitochondria. So I'll let Dan talk a little bit more about it. But I think the cool thing about methylene blue is it does both things at the same time. All right. So, Dan, you had shared with me uh, a, uh, a list of things that uh, dealt with mitochondrial function specifically, a list of conditions that people deal with. Uh, share that with my audience, please. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, and I'm just kind of quoting here, but uh, I'll, I'll quote, clinical disorders associated with mitochondrial dysfunction include schizophrenia, bipolar disease, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, Epilepsy, migraine headaches, stroke, neuropathic pain, Parkinson's, um, ataxia. We have uh, um, cardiomyopathy uh, and then uh, coronary artery disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, um, hepatitis C, diabetes, um, and hypertension, and the list goes on. All of those are related and associated with mitochondrial dysfunction. All right. And so then clearly the mitochondria plays a major role in a million different aspects of our health. And you're saying that essentially what we understand about methylene blue is 
that it um, enhances mitochondrial functions primarily by oxygenating the cell itself. Is that, do I have that understood correctly? As one of the functions, as what Dr. Uh, Warren was just talking about. Okay. Yeah, it's also getting rid of the damage and the oxidation and the, and the um, you know, the free radicals and the oxidative, re, you know, the reactive re oxidative uh, species is clearing those up the same time as bringing the oxygen. So it's got dual purposes when you really look at it. And, and Dan, and that's why it hits that mitochondrial health, which you just mentioned, Jared, is a function of everything we do from our brain to our heart to our skin to everything has mitochondria in it. And if they damage, then we'll get brain problems or skin problems or heart problems. And so when you have this particular molecule healing it as well as repairing it and getting rid of the damage you've already done to it, that's what makes it such a, you know, useful in so many different areas. Interesting. I'll just show you an article I have in front of me just from a year ago. It's just, it's called the potential, the potential. Potentials of methylene blue is an anti-aging drug, and they went through everything from dementia to Parkinson's disease to ALS to uh, skin disorders, heart disease, all being related to the mitochondria that we're just now beginning to to find are helping, you know, people with health problems. So we talk about it cognitively to help your brain, but man, it's helping your heart, it's helping your skin, and then as an anti-parasite, anti-malarial, antibacterial. Aging at the same time is weird, isn't it? It can do all those different things. Sounds like a miracle drug, but, you know, it's not. It just helps a lot of different areas. Well, again, when you when you take something that helps down all the way at the uh, mitochondrial level, then it's going to, you know, reverberate a lot of benefits all the way out, right? Right. It's really, really fascinating stuff. So then with methylene blue, some of what we're talking about um, is, you know, kind of here and now stuff. Somebody's had COVID, um, they're dealing with daily brain fog that's more of a, you know, now it's become chronic because they, maybe they had it when they were actively sick, but now they've had it six months later, a year later, a year and a half later. Uh, now we're talking about more of a chronic issue. So what do we know about methylene blue in terms of acute use, because what I've been using it for is, I guess it's a chronic issue for me too, is what I call my squirrel brain that's kind of all over the place and trying to focus in on things. Um, but where mine is, as as I see it anyway, sort of how my brain is wired, how I do my thinking, that kind of thing. And, and I don't know that methylene blue is going to rewire my brain, so to speak. But people who had relatively clear thinking prior to COVID and now don't, or prior to Epstein-Barr and now don't, or prior to some type of uh, head trauma or something like that, does methylene blue hold promise to reverse some of those issues, or is it going to be mostly effective when it's in the system? It's interesting you say that because if I look at some of my patients that I did the IV methylene blue to this day and, you know, saw him a few months later and even a, I saw one yesterday, it's been over a year and a half since his last treatment of methylene blue is still functioning at his high capacity. So it wasn't, he didn't even have methylene blue in his system. So obviously it's repairing things that he could still function, his brain fog still gone and he's functioning at a you know, at a great level. So he wasn't somebody that had maybe some, like you said, the squirrel brain or a little, most executives and, and talented people, they're, you know, they're, they're talented that way because their mind can go in every direction and sometimes they can't finish. And well, that's what methylene blue is good to have for, for the daily. But in this cases of this gentleman, and I've had several, a lot more than just one, but man, his brain's still functioning a year and a half later after being on IV methylene blue. So obviously it's doing something to repair it. 
because he doesn't even have it in his system anymore. Okay, so that's that was my my big question is then it, because what you're saying is yes, it oxygenates the cells, but also it uh, helps to reverse some of the damage, free radical issues, things like that, which would then indicate to me that yes, it should have some permanent benefit in many cases as well. Right, I agree. So then my question would be on the anti as an antioxidant, we have a lot of different antioxidants, right? There's dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of things we can point to everything from vitamins and minerals like you know vitamin e and selenium for instance to uh herbal and and foods things like blueberries and oregano and so on and so forth a uh, grapeseed extract pine bark and, and so on what do we know about methylene blue as an antioxidant compared to other antioxidants do we know anything about how it compares not that i've not that i've seen you know in a head-to-head comparison because i think everybody's just thought of methylene blue as a dye and sort of put it away so you don't see it in the world of you know testing against resveratrol and all the other antioxidants or senolytics uh so i've not seen a head-to-head comparison i just know it's you know they look at the re you know if you look at that redox uh potential that's a way of the testing that i mean it's very very high on it i just haven't seen any head-to-head comparisons but based okay. on this redox potential it's a very high one all right, excellent. So you you really we know it does the antioxidant thing. We don't know how it compares to some of the others, but of course, what it does that many of the others don't do is this cellular respiration that we we're talking about, which is a a really big deal. So Correct. we we've talked a little bit about how you kind of came across it, uh, mostly during you know kind of this post COVID uh, period. Um, but now you also mentioned so many things, Dan, that uh, mitochondrial function <laughs> touches on. Uh, how else are you finding or where else are you seeing success, Dr. Warren, in your clinic using methylene blue besides the post-COVID crowd? You know, I think that, as Dan alluded to, you know, we're seeing it with attention deficit. People are able to get off. I mean, I've taken myself personally 20 people off of Adderall. Um, okay. And they're saying it works better awesome. than their Adderall, which is my goal because there's so many side effects to Adderall and people didn't have an alternative. And they're coming back to us saying this has made such a difference. The testimonials we're getting, people stopping Adderall and my own patients that I've stopped Adderall that are doing better. That's impressive to me. We also know the big one that I've seen lately is the athletes coming back and saying, man, their energy levels are higher. You know, I know I'm optimizing other things in their health, but they're coming back and saying we're, our recovery times are better. Our workouts are better. We're feeling better during the day. We're not having to take the naps. And that's a big deal for me because, you know, we get into forties and fifties, people are starting to take naps or this thing. Is this, is this how life's supposed to be? And I think this is just one of the tools, methylene blue, of getting them to that point of being able to say, Hey, I can act like I did in my twenties and, uh, and have that energy. So both in the area of the brain, both in the area of cognitive dysfunction, also heart disease is opens vasodilates the heart. So we're seeing people that have had heart problems. They've also said one time, one of the podcast people said if they had two items in their pocket, if they had a heart attack, they'd have aspirin in one pocket and methylene blue in the other because the methylene blue would open up the blood vessels and the aspirin would stop the clotting. So I think there's so many things that we're seeing with it. I had a I mean, this, I hate to say those types of the big C word, but we had, if you look up the studies on um, glioblastomas, they've done studies using methylene blue to slow down glioblastomas. They're using it for uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. We're using it for Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's. So we're seeing a whole variety of uses. 
I just think we're at the beginning. People sort of been around the edges talking a little bit about methylene blue, but I think now when we're pushing it more, people are recognizing it's there's something to it. We're going to see more and more uses for it because everybody just used to say, oh, it's just a dye, it's an aquarium um, bacterial killer, and they just push it to the side. Yet there's so many properties to this, you know, as this one article said, it's the first fully not man-made medicine that was made in 1867 that we just push away because it's inexpensive. And as you know, our market doesn't, the big pharma doesn't like inexpensive drugs. Uh, I heard about that (laughs) during COVID. I just had uh, Dr. Pierre Corey on a few weeks ago uh, talking all about ivermectin, which you mentioned early on and, you know, the war on ivermectin and, and nobody wants a drug that costs a dollar a day to be that effective when we could have something like Paxlovid or you know, hundred percent, whatever else. Right. Very so, true. Okay. So then let's talk about, uh, some, some very specific things here that I want to make sure I know people are asking this question, especially because you mentioned ADD and Adderall, um, any issues with methylene blue in children? I have not seen, you know, we're cutting the doses down. We don't want to say it helps with that. Again, in the world autism, but we've had reports of kids doing better on it because it's opened up the blood flow. But with kids, we've tried kids. I've tried young teenagers. Again, instead of maybe four pills a day, one a pill a day. And we're seeing those same effects from it. So I think um, if I could have them use this in those, because there's no problem with using it in kids. And so if you're using a young kids, I'd rather have my kid take a methylene blue tablet at eight or nine years of age than taking Ritalin. And if we could do that, plus, you know, change their diet. I mean, as you know, and you're the biggest proponent of that is diet and nutrition is the number one thing to focus on in people. But if we can use this as a secondary tool along with good diet, I think we could save a lot of kids from having problems in elementary school and and middle school using methylene blue. Yeah. And and in fact, we've had a tremendous amount of, as Dr. Ward was saying, um, really testimonials, even with uh, kids under 10 taking a half a pill. And yeah. being able to focus through the day, being able to have their regular activity, being able to sleep at night, not having all the side effects, um, and still being able to focus and to be able to have enough energy. Even if they're overactive, um, having that, they're still, you know, bring that into the level that they can function all the way through school and still be themselves, right? Because there's so many medicines, it's like, where did my child go? You know, I, I right. lost them for the whole time they're taking their products. And that's one of the things that's tremendously important to us is making sure that they do have a good quality of, of life and health and, and a time at school, not just drugged out. And you know they're taking it. <laughs> and you know they're taking it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't flush. And teachers know. Don't flush. Don't flush. So, let, me, let me see first. Make sure you're taking your stuff. <laughs> um, so with the methylene blue, you know, I did a show uh, years ago. I'm trying to remember if it ended up being a podcast or if it was. A, I think it did end up being one of my first podcasts. It was called Street Drugs for Kids. And I talked about Adderall and Ritalin and how they're, you know, uh, very close cousins to, uh, you know, m- Meth. methamphetamine. And uh, why that might be a problem in the developing brain, right? I mean, it, it, it feels like as a guy who's not a scientist or a doctor, just a guy who runs a health food store, uh, but I can read and I do think uh, every once in a while for myself um, just to see <laughs> what it's like. I wish more people would. But uh, what I've it, – it, some of these things are so, uh, to me – obvious that I wonder that, you know, what 
doctors are actually telling patients before they prescribe these types of drugs in terms of informed consent and things like that. And I don't need you to comment on that, but I'm, I'm often curious because when I posted that, that episode, I had so many parents reaching out to me saying, well, yeah, I didn't really know, you know what that drug was exactly and uh, how closely related it was to this thing. And it's, it's an interesting thing. So when we have something like methylene blue that holds so much promise that is non-addictive, uh, that uh, you know we have seen no significant side effects with at all, other than this blue urine that we keep uh, kind of joking about. Uh, wow, what an incredible potential godsend for for kids that struggle with ADD, ADHD, and for uh, adult podcasters uh, that struggle with the same thing. I've seen some really, really cool stuff. In fact, I've got this. Um, you guys recognize that? Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got this. The brain fog, the brain and uh, I've. I've been using that before the last couple of days of recording, um, and I'll tell you, it really is different. I'm able to focus in, even if I'm talking to really boring people like your, I mean, I other people <laughs> besides you guys. <laughs> it's amazing how much I'm able to focus in because I am. I'm all over the place. I have forty tabs ish on my browser open right here. Um, I yesterday. I did not use the methylene blue yesterday. I was, uh, I was actually, in fact, I started, I, I thought about it late in the day because I'm not in the habit of using it daily yet, but I thought about it late in the day and I thought, oh man, I could have used that today because I was booking a flight. I was uh, sending some, <laughs> uh, some credit card statements to my accountant. I was doing, uh, pr- preparing for this show and another episode of Vitality Radio. I was talking to two different, uh, uh, for, you know, future guests. I was looking at, all kinds of stuff, but I never looked at any of that stuff for any any time long enough to get anything done with it, right? Which I often look at the end of my day and think I had this big list, and it's just as big. I nothing changed <laughs> today, started. and I were I Maybe swear I, I worked hard today. Uh, but I am finding, and this is no joke for those of you listening, I am finding that the methylene blue is so far in very short a very short amount of time a really unique key for me to being able to really focus on the task at hand and get this stuff done that I'm trying to get done. I've never been busier in my life. Uh, I love everything I do. It's such an exciting thing, and I get excited by so many different things that I find myself just bouncing from one exciting thing to the other. I can't even call it stressful. It's just there's a lot on the plate. I would love to clear some of that off, <laughs> but oftentimes at the end of the day, I'm like, huh, plate's still full. I was here all day. What the heck happened? And methylene blue, I think, holds a lot of promise for me, which is one of the biggest reasons I wanted to educate my uh, listeners on it. So let's talk about dosage. What do we know about an effective dose? Dr. Warren, you've talked about IVs. Uh, we also talked about tablets. I just talked about this liquid that you have called Beyond Guard Brain Fog Support for people listening that can't uh, see this little bit of video that I was just um, sharing. So we have a liquid. Uh, we have two different forms of tablets uh, that you guys make that I'm aware of. Um, and then you've also used it in an IV. So why would somebody want to use one version or another? And what type of dosage seems to be effective? Well, at least in my viewpoint, you know, the IV is good for people with severe, you know, traumatic brain injuries or like post-COVID, post-Epstein-Barr and a lot of those viral illnesses. But I think in the pill form, it's just easier to take. Now, 
Dan said everything from a half a tablet. We have people that are up to six tablets. So that's the nice thing about Methylene Blue. You base it on your personal experience and how you're feeling. So if one works, great. If two works, you know, it doesn't work, then two. So it's hard to tell the range. The liquid one we had is our one of our first products, and, and some people didn't like the, the tablet, so they went to a liquid that they put at the back of their mouth. And so it's hard to know the dosages. And we have different dosages for it, um, a matter of fact, interesting, four milligrams with our, with vitamin C actually prevents bladder infections. Yet, you know, we have 10 to 20, 30 milligrams in our oral forms. And so I think it's basically, to be honest with you, is how people feel. So some people come and say, hey, I'm great on one tablet a day. Some say take some four or five tablets a day, or they'll split two in the morning, two in the afternoon for the, the, the product we're talking about. Um, the 365 basically has some caffeine and nail finding, but I have people who are taking it late afternoon and they're still able to sleep. It doesn't stop their sleeping. So I, the thing I like about this is I want you to experiment yourself, basically do that study of one and see which one works the best for you. That's why we have the variety packs. That's one, one thing that is uh, a little different uh, among the three. So you're looking at the brain fog that you're holding up. If you look at the brain fog, that has 10 milligrams of methylene blue in liquid form, as Doc was talking about. A lot of people don't, you know, you take it as a dropper, it will turn your tongue blue, maybe your mouth blue. But what's special about that, it also has our mineral oxide, which is actually a, a stabilized oxygen. So we're basically supercharging the oxygen in the methylene blue. So it has a higher oxygen delivery. When you look at the, um, the NeuroPro Plus, that is 15 milligrams per tablet with vitamin C as well but it's an oral, so you could just go ahead and swallow it as a, as a capsule. So you don't have to worry about the blue, you know, blue tongue, things of that nature. It has a little bit higher uh, methylene blue content, but doesn't have the oxygenation um, that uh, the, the liquid does. And then as Doc was talking about with the, um, our ADHD 365, you know, our active daily uh, health defense, that one has L-theanine and caffeine at the right ratio to speed up to slow down, but at the same time, it says about 2.5 milligrams, or it does, per tablet of methylene blue. Um, something that's super important, when we talk about mitochondrial health, we talk about ATP production, which is our energy, right? That's our, our furnace, our energy maker. What we're finding is a lot of people are going, you know, we talk about, you know, these Epstein-Barr's, we're talking about, you know, just not having energy. And even if you have brain fog, it's like hard for me to get up and go and have energy. That's because our ATP production's, you know, dropped. But what happens with that, it gives us mind and body energy to that caffeine althenine. But what also happens that methylene blue actually starts to fire our mitochondria and ATP production. So naturally, we now start getting more energy, as you both were talking about. People are getting through the day and like, wow, I just have more endurance. Athletes, I'm working better because my mitochondria and ATP production is kicking in. So I don't need a Red Bull. I don't need a, a five-hour energy. My ATP is kicking in and I'm getting my natural energy back. And that's what's really neat about some of these things we talk about, dysfunction, making it function right. Wonderful things happen. And, uh, I, you know, that's where people are really feeling a, a difference. So we're not only treating a, a, a short energy burst or mind energy burst because beauty and, and what we're talking about uh, in ADHD, boy, there's wonderful things. But when you need to focus and have energy in a certain task, it's fantastic. Well, I, I love all that. And I want to I want to get a little bit personal again with my audience here because 
everybody that listens to Vitality Radio on any kind of a regular basis has heard me talk about my own struggles with focus like I just alluded to. Because I do consider myself, Dr. Warren, to be a genius, obviously, right? right? You are. And so when you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you said some of the smartest people have those kind of brains, um, you know, I hope I hope I'm in that group, right? Like I'm not dumb, but I'm not very efficient. It's a real challenge for me because I do have so much on my plate, and I know my poor assistant uh, Jessica, who uh, does so much for me to keep me organized and everything. I know at the end of some days she's like, "What the heck did he do all day? What what was going on over there?" <laughs> And, and I know also that my my sweet fiance actually just voiced this to me the other day. We were playing this game where you ask each other kind of hard questions to try and, you know, figure out how to, to uh, build and strengthen your relationship. And one of the questions was if there was, I think it was, if there was one thing about me that you could take away that would improve my life, if it was gone, what would it be? And she said, you're inefficiency. I would take away your inefficiency (laughs) because you'd be so much more happy and so much more content if you got stuff done, you know, and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd take that away too. So let's talk about this for just a second, because I am a huge believer in a combination of caffeine and theanine. I've used that for years. Uh, Two to one theanine to caffeine is the way that I like it. Um, And so if so I'm taking a couple hundred milligrams of theanine and a hundred milligrams of caffeine as a, for instance. And, and for years I did that prior to recording this show and writing my notes for the show and all that kind of thing. So I would start with that and it helps for sure. But it's like, you know, it takes my uh, focus from a, you know, from a three to maybe a six. It's not, it's, it's significant, but I'm not anywhere near a 10 with caffeine and theanine. So recently I started experimenting with actually my own formula, this anxiety release formula, which has no caffeine, but has 300 milligrams of theanine. It's got some lemon balm to help to keep the GABA levels up. It's got all the methylated B vitamins and things like that. And I've actually found that that has worked as well for me as caffeine and theanine. Um, I still will use a little bit of caffeine with it if I'm dragging, if I feel like I need a little bit more of a boost. Other times I use just the anxiety release. It just kind of depends on the day. Um, Of late, because I have been so swamped, I've been using, leaning a little bit more on the caffeine along with it, which I would prefer to do less, you know, more with less when it comes to caffeine, but I do use it when I need to. What I found really interesting when you first dropped off the first sample of methylene blue at my office, uh, Dan, not, it was, it was, uh, oh my gosh, it's probably been three or four months ago now, at least I looked at the ADHD formula and it had a two to one ratio of caffeine or sorry, theanine to caffeine. Uh, and it had the methylene blue. And I thought, well, if methylene blue is, you know, all it's cracked up to be, this stuff's going to be great. But I didn't know anything about methylene blue back then. Um, literally all I knew is that you guys said it was good and that was good enough for me to be interested, but it wasn't good enough for me to want to take it yet. I like to explore a little bit deeper before I start throwing stuff in my mouth, especially something that, you know, has been used as a drug has been used as a dye. You know, it was a little iffy for me at that point. So I didn't do anything with it back then. And, uh, then more recently, very recently, just a couple of weeks ago, a few days before I invited you guys to come on the show and do this, um, that bottle was sitting on my desk and I came in and I was very, very frustrated that morning. It was the day of our, our VIP, 
a sale that we do every quarter inside our store. And um, it there was a lot to do. I got there about an hour early, and I realized when I looked at everything that had to be done that I probably needed to get there three hours early to get it all done. Uh, just, you know, organizing the store, getting product on the shelves and all this kind of stuff. So I was frustrated. I was feeling stressed. And I thought, okay, well, if ever this stuff's going to be useful. And at this point, I had read or I had seen a YouTube video that you guys provided for me on the kind of the ins and outs of methylene blue. And I had uh, done a little bit more research. I actually dug around and read a couple of articles on it. And I decided, okay, I think the stuff's safe. It's not going to hurt me. Let's see if it actually helps. And I took it and I took the full dose of four tablets. And by the way, these are teeny little tablets. Um, but I took the dose of four tablets and I was like on fire that day. I got stuff done two, three times faster than I normally do. I got, instead of feeling frustrated, I felt motivated. Um, part of that was I did intentionally shift my mindset from frustration to motivation mm -hmm. to get things done, but I cannot deny what I felt the methylene blue did. And I wasn't that big of a believer in it yet. And so I don't know how much of it could have been potentially a placebo effect, but regardless, the stuff worked. So I took it again the next day because we had, a, it was a weekend sale. I needed just as much motivation and energy the next day and <laughs> it was awesome. And since then, I, I think I've taken it seven or eight more times since then over the last couple of weeks. And I cannot deny that every time I've taken it, there has been a marked difference in my ability to get stuff done. It's been really, really cool. And I have used all three forms. I've used the one without the caffeine and theanine. I've used the liquid, which is just basically methylene blue plus those mineral oxides you talk about. And the one that's just a little bit of vitamin C with the methylene blue. Definitely, I noticed the most punch from the ADHD formula with that caffeine and theanine. But I've noticed that the methylene blue on its own without those is also very effective. And that with the caffeine and theanine, it's a it's an up level, a significant up level from the caffeine and theanine on their own. So I just wanted to give my own personal testimonial of it for the people listening because I have experimented with it. It is a lifelong frustration of mine and frankly those around me at how inefficient I can be because of the way that my brain does things. And this stuff has been a really cool thing to experiment with over the last few weeks. Love to hear that. That that's exactly right. If you want to know if uh, methylene blue works, that the first one with energy, we call it mind and body energy. With it, you'll really notice it. If you're just taking a methylene tablet, it may take a little bit of time, but you, you'll you'll start to feel it fairly quickly. But uh, with the one, you'll feel it pretty much almost right away. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm loving it so far. So let's just talk about a couple more things, and I'm going to let you go. Um, our, we've had a bunch of technical difficulties with this recording, so it's taken longer in real time than uh, those of you who are listening realize. Uh, so I want to make sure I, I, I honor your guys, your time over there. But just a couple of more questions. So first off, can it be used? I think I already know the answer to this question, but for people like me, for just focus, we can use it occasionally. But are there any downsides to using it daily? I don't think there's any downsides using it daily. I don't think there's any problems with using it daily. So uh, some people, you know, like one day you might have, like you were just mentioned, a little bit more stress. You take an extra one or two, or if you just take, find that two every day is perfect for you. So I don't think there's any downside to taking it daily. No, that's, that's why we call it active daily defense, health defense, because at those levels, they're at a very safe uh, level as far as uh, the milligram strengths. 
Gotcha. Okay. And so then for people that have some of these chronic energy issues, and I'm I'm gonna I'm saying energy, but let's really kind of mitochondrial is where this stuff is. Chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Epstein Barr, um, people with uh, the new chronic ailment that we're hearing so much with long COVID. Uh, people who've had trouble with the COVID vaccines, these people that deal with so much of this chronic just fatigue, both physically and mentally, they can use it on a daily basis. And and do you believe then that um, it can actually have benefit in reversing some of these issues like it did for this gentleman that Dr. Warren was talking about? I, I absolutely do. Yes. And we've seen... Uh... You know, one of the things is observationally we've seen, and you talk about, uh, you know, testimonials and observational, uh, you know, type of uh, trials or uh, things of that nature. And we've seen a tremendous help in long term, uh, slowing things down, actually reversing some uh, issues as well. And so absolutely, um, I, we see that constantly. Excellent. All right, and uh, I am gonna I am gonna go ahead and wrap up the show now. We're running low on time, but I'm gonna ask you if I can get you back on to talk specifically about kind of some of the more concerning things, uh, end of life type things like dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ALS, some of those kind of things. So for the first off, <laughs> has this been such a painful experience that I can't have you on again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technical difficulties, like you said. Uh, uh, us older folks, but no, we'd love to do that. But, but I might be able to talk you into doing another interview with me down the road. Yeah, any time for us on that subject is a great subject, okay? And then you okay. have to get me on to do a talk on rapamycin too, okay? All right, all right. Yeah, right. so let's let's do that. I definitely want to talk more about that. But for, uh, for what we have now, because we do need to wrap up, is there anything else, any parting words that either one of you have that you feel people need to understand about Methylene Blue uh, before we wrap up this episode? From my viewpoint, I mean, it's just amazing to me to see these people that were coming to my office post-COVID, brain fog, and now able to take care of their kids and their function. The letters we're getting from people that are now off of Adderall and able to function and take care of their family. So all we want is some energy to be able to take care of our family and to work and to have these people's testimonies on something that I thought was a dive for my pants. It really just touches me because we're making a difference in people's lives, and that is a big issue. And so to me, it's just fun every day to see all the people coming in to my office that are on it, buying more and spreading it out because they're seeing such a difference. And I've never seen it with any other medication that I do. Nobody comes and begs me for diabetes medicines or hypertensive medicines. It's the first time people are coming in and are mad if I don't have it on the shelf. Hmm. Well, that's a good sign for sure. How about you, Dan? Um, yes, uh, everything that Dr. Warren just said, but also it's very important to know that you really, not all methylene blue is the same. Uh, we want to make sure it's, uh, you know, tested, it's lab tested. It's actually not just for, uh, you know, aquamarine, but it actually is, a, you know, I hate to use the word pharmaceutical, but most important that it's third party testing, that it's free of um, a lot of these other heavy metals and toxins and things of that nature. So super important with that. Along with that, it's also important to know there are methylene blue uh, products that are out there, but they're actually at a 1% dilution. You'll notice that. So if you're buying uh, 100 milligrams, you know, uh, you know, you're only getting 10. Does that make sense? Or, you know, one, excuse me. Does that make sense? So ours is yeah. 100% all methylene blue. So when you're looking at milligram strengths, very important so that you're getting the proper dosing, as you talked about. 
All right, excellent. And for uh, for you listening, all of these formulas that we've discussed will be in the show description. Uh, you can link to them at vitalitynutrition.com. Uh, if you have questions about anything you've heard, you can call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or go to vitalitynutrition.com and uh, open up a chat with us. We'll be happy to talk to you there as well. Okay, so I do need to uh, let you both go, and we'll uh, try and work out the technical difficulties for next time so we have a little bit smoother uh, sailing ship. But uh, Dan Schmidt from uh, Best 365 Labs and Dr. Stephen Warren, thank you both so much for joining me on Vitality Radio. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right, thank you so much. Goodbye. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and... uh, tell you that I have been looking to this methylene blue for a long time. Okay. I've been looking at it for a long time. I have not spent a significant amount of time talking about it up to this point because I wanted to have somebody on there that knows more about it than I do. Um, it's really, that part is very, very important, but I am so excited about this product like so excited because I've never seen anything that does what this does for me. And this is one of my single biggest hurdles to getting anything done in my family, in my you know, personal life, in my business life, in my podcaster life. All of it hinges <laughs> on being able to get my brain to focus in 100%. And Methylene Blue seems to be one of the missing links, maybe the missing link to that. I'm really excited to share it with you. So... Please give it a shot if you're finding um, similar issues for yourself, for your kids. I think it's a very, very safe compound. I think it's a very effective compound, and it's not even a very expensive compound. Uh, for most people, it's going to be 30 bucks a month or less. I think this stuff is awesome, has so much potential. Of course, I'm not a doctor, uh, and this is not medical advice. This is just me telling you that uh, based on the information and the education that I've received, I think this product has significant potential benefits, and I'd love to hear feedback from you on it as well. Thank you so much for listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.